Welcome to the E6 Podcast from Colonial Church, a place for candid conversations about what our church community is learning, what's going on in the world, how it all applies to our lives as followers of Jesus. My name is Brooke. This is episode 73, and what's up, Lauren? What's happening? You know, I feel like it has been a long time since we've recorded, because we recorded last week early. Oh, that's right. I- it, d- it didn't feel that way to me, but now that you mention it, and so I'm just sitting here going like, we got out of our rhythm. It's been, it's been, it feels like it's been forever since we recorded. And to our faithful listeners <laughs> or curious first timers, it probably doesn't feel any different yeah, whatsoever. Like, oh, but no. yeah, we because of July Fourth weekend <laughs> last weekend, we uh, yeah we did an early recording, and so it it has been ten or eleven days yeah. since we sat down in the uh, fancy podcast studio we've created super fancy super fancy <laughs> how was your uh, how was your july 4th weekend and and last week leading up to at the movies uh, it was really good it's really good got to see some family got to rest a little bit um yeah how about you yeah it was good we we had some we had some family down and blew up some stuff and watched some fireworks and swam in the pool and did you see that um, viral video? It's it's taken from the security, like the door doorbell camera, um, and it's it's a couple families sitting out in their own front lawn with kids running around and a dog, and but they're lighting firecrackers like just beyond the curb on their street. Uh-huh. You know what I'm talking about? No, it's no. gone absolutely viral. I apparently not. And it it uh, it blew up sideways. And went in like two or three different directions, and then, uh, if I understand it correctly, it there's a pile of fireworks in the driveway, fairly close to their <laughs> Honda Odyssey, and that pile of fireworks catches, catches on and it. starts going crazy like a big fire smoke, and it looks like the van blows up, like it's that wow. crazy. No, I, I apparently have not seen, this. and evidently no one was hurt. That's good. The Honda Odyssey was completely normal and drivable after, <laughs> but they have learned their lesson, <laughs> evidently. You'd think. Not so close to the fireworks. They're like in lounge chairs, you know, like... Like ev- everyone else. 10 or 12 feet from the the launch pad. Yeah. They're just chilling. They got I think toddlers I just, running around. I think I just freak out my kids, because every time we do something, I'm like, I don't really know how big this is going to be, <laughs> so you guys just go ahead and scoop That's back. part of the fun. Like, just go back over I there. I don't know what's going to happen. Light it. Light yeah, it. Light, light they're it. All, but they're all... Fr- like, mine are all, like, nervous. They're like, <laughs> I don't know what's going to happen. Is Dad going to make it? But it was... It was... Um, it's, you know, it's terrifying to read the headlines following a July 4th weekend. Always. <laughs> it's unfortunate. The one, you know, I mean, there's, there, you know, we've always, we've laughed about for for years. You know, Florida man does X. Florida you know. man. But but there was one that was Texas man <laughs> lights head on fire <laughs> by like he like put a firework on his head and and I don't know. he did not yeah like this year yes oh uh, that's totally Florida man move <laughs> it right totally there. was it totally was and so yeah so those are those are always interesting afterwards it's like well. I guess I guess this is this is where we are now. <laughs> we're all so bored. We're lighting fireworks off of our heads. Like, and I thought that maybe at the end of the pandemic, okay, but I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. So it was. Um, it's an interesting week. Yeah, it was a busy one. Getting ready for at the movies and trying to trying to get all the all the eyes dotted and t's crossed. How, and how are you feeling after candy? first weekend of at the movies? I I 
I joked right before you hit record that you have used all of your words, I'm guessing. I am uh, I am digging deep into the reserve of words that I have left at the moment. You are our, uh, our own personal colonial Ryan Seacrest on the yes. red, red carpet. Yes, uh, which is fun. It's fun. It's entertaining. It's also not... You looked good, by the way. That Thank suit you. looked like a million dollars, man. It fortunately was not. <laughs> it, was, it was fortunately not a million, vo- a million dollars. It was... Uh, but it was it's always funny to do something like that because I don't ever wear a suit. Like I didn't have one until like a week ago. <laughs> that's not true. I did have another one that doesn't fit. But uh, you know, so it's like, oh, to, to dress up and like I had to Google like what do you do with a pocket square? Like I don't know. <laughs> and and then I learned in the process, oh, the one I had was like I'm not sure it was a pocket square or if it was just a piece of fabric that they used that yeah, came right. with the tie to make it look cool or something on the packaging. And I was like, oh, it's the pocket square. <laughs> so, so I, but it's always funny to do that because it's like, yeah, I don't, I don't, you know, I wear shorts and a t-shirt all the time. And so to put on a three-piece suit and, and uh, you know, in a, in, a, in a place that it's not, like if it was like at a wedding or... Uh, a funeral or something and you've put on a suit like it's not crazy like you know you'll get those comments that's like oh man you dress up you look like you look nice whatever but then uh when it's totally out of character and nobody's <laughs> expecting it right like ours was you know we did red carpet for everything and so we had to had to 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 do that but we also didn't say hey everyone dress up and look fancy did, and did you grow up uh going to church dressing up in our sunday best yeah no no, um, depending on the church that we went to, like when we'd go to my, like my dad's parents' church, like, yeah, you dressed up more so. Mm-hmm. Um, and we would, you know, you, you would still dress up more than like what I would wear to school or whatever th- growing up just at the, at the church. But churches. not coat and tie. But no, 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 none of that. I mean, we'd, we'd wear like a, like some sort of a collared shirt or mm. whatever, which to me was dressing up. And that was always a stretch. I definitely have memories in Texas. My first ten years of life at a southern couple Southern Baptist churches. Yeah, I, I remember dressing up. I mean, I had the polyester suit on at seven. You know, <laughs> I guess I was the, blessed. The, that wasn't a uh, thing. The uh, clip, tie clip. Oh yeah. You know. Huh? Um, but then we moved to Germany, and I I have memories. I think, man, it's getting foggy. I think of my middle school and high school years of. Of not dressing up, maybe maybe jeans and a polo or something, mm-hmm. but but a, a lot of adults were dressed up. Yeah, not everybody, but a decent number of them. Yeah, I mean, I remember like people that would be on stage or the the, the music minister or the the you know definitely the, the, the speaking pastor, definitely the, the folks the up on stage pastor, were you know were they dressed. were they were in suits and that yeah. kind of thing and. Um, you know, like, like it wasn't weird if somebody showed up and was in a suit, you wouldn't be like, what's going on over there? I wonder what our history looks like here at Colonial, because obviously the last 15, maybe 20 years, we've been super casual. But I wonder in those first few years, as way before my time and your time, obviously, mm-hmm. I wonder what that was like. Because that was 80, and we being started a, and in 89. And being a spinoff of a First Baptist. A first Baptist, yeah. I bet I we would, had some traditionalism. Think, yeah. um, but I do know, at least the last 10 12 years we've been super cash in the seven that i have been here i probably would not have been here yeah if it was no not. i'm with because you because i'm with at you too. this at this stage of life i was not looking for you know a, we uh, wow. <laughs> shake up in my in we my always wardrobe. talk about the rabbit trails we go down but man i 
I do not take for granted that as a pastor in 2022, you know, if I was a pastor in 1980 or if I was a pastor in a very traditional church or maybe a different, if I was in the deep South or something like that, I mean, I'd be wearing coat and tie. I'd be Mm -hmm. wearing sport jacket at least every day, Mm -hmm. like on a Tuesday, on a Thursday. Um, and I love that <laughs> my, Absolutely. my MO is <laughs> jeans and a t-shirt, maybe a button down, you know, short sleeve, um, and, uh, my Chacos, you know, if it's a comfortable <laughs> day, uh, and don't get me wrong. I mean, there's a time and a place to wear a coat and tie, uh, funerals, weddings, um, some other special community events, but. I don't take for granted that when I worked at Edward, when I worked for Edward Jones, uh, left, left pastoral ministry for four years. And when I left and took a job there, I literally went and bought four suits, mm. uh, just unloaded some money because mm-hmm. <laughs> I had nothing, mm-hmm. you know, um, even the one suit I had, um, was pr- at that point pretty worn out. I used it for weddings and funerals and, um, and then I wore, you know, I probably had a dozen different dress shirts and a bunch of ties and went through shoes like you wouldn't believe. And, um, cause I, at the first year, year and a half, it was six days a week. The, in fact, the, ironically, the only day I didn't wear a suit and tie was on Sundays. <laughs> I go to church in my jeans and a t-shirt and I did not like that. That was a huge yeah. change for me. My wife liked it. Yeah. <laughs> I'd come home from work. She'd be like, Hey, <laughs> But every job's different, you know. Yeah, every yeah job's I, I don't, I don't mind. Like, I don't mind wearing a suit to like as a costume. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's like, like that's what it was. It was like I'm wearing a costume for this event that yeah. we're doing, and yeah, and uh, uh, you know, that's that's not that big of a deal. But I can't imagine having to wear that. Like, I, I'm I'm thinking about like <laughs> you talked about the pastors that have to wear that at different places, like. Like some pastors get really into it, and when we've been up on stage and those lights, like especially before oh, the, before we went LED with everything and the incandescent yes. lights and everything, is like it gets real hot up That's on true. stage. And already, like there's some folks that really get into oh totally their I can imagine their how hot they get and are sweating all over the place. Like add well, the lights and add a suit. Well, like, on a ooh. on a fun note, have I have I disclosed what about my kids? Like they they. Uh, they're so on me every once in a while. Like you were, you were kind of glistening. Dad. You were sh- <laughs> your forehead was shining. And so they brought me a compact. Like I, I live with girls <laughs> and for you men out there that don't know what that is. That's a little, that's a little makeup thing. That's a little car. It's, it's, it's <laughs> a parking not, spot. It's not but... a car. <laughs> and they're like dabbing my forehead, you know, between services. And I'm like, this is ridiculous, please. I don't want makeup, you know, but I, I guess li- I don't I live understand. With, I live with my girls, man. Well, what does the makeup do? Like the, it just takes the sheen off. But I, it, but, I don't. But I don't know between, you. But if it's in between services, you're going to get up and sweat more. Like I don't know. I don't know. They're trying to help. My girls are trying to help. That's that's good. Okay? That's good. That's good. Good. Um, okay. Well, we we just wrapped up week one of at the movies. Yes. Over the weekend. Yes. How do you feel? Man, it was so fun. It was fun. Um. Such a fun, fun, everything from midsummer to have a crowd like that, uh, to, um, I thought the, the work that we put into the actual messaging and, the mm-hmm. the video itself was phenomenal. Um, and I can say that cause I, I only had a 
small part of it. <laughs> um, we've we've enlisted the help of Kyle, Kyle Coker, uh, mm-hmm. who's a, an outside resource that has just really blessed our efforts in the shooting and editing. And um, I just feel like we've just kicked it up another notch this year. I thought it was a great, great first weekend. Um, I, I loved the vibe in the, the cafe, the right. red carpet. Oh, my goodness, the buzz in the air, the even just making the room a little smaller. Um, I don't know that I thought that through, but it just made, it made it more fun. It's yeah. like, Oh, it's crowded. And we're, right. we're not just all spread out in these isolated conversations. We're literally bumping into each other yeah. and, uh, people are taking pictures in front of the big, you know, what do we call that? The, I mean, we called it a logo wall, the logo wall. I don't know if there's anything better. Call it the paparazzi sure. spot or something. I don't know. <laughs> And then you and Kali did a great job hosting us. Um, I already said you looked good, but um, you guys did. You, you guys were fun, and just just the vibe of the weekend was was really good. I, I still can't believe uh, Tanner's Britney Spears impersonation was so amazing. <laughs> Technically, that he covered Ed Sheeran covering. Britney Spears, right? In that, in that one, I, I don't that, know. that's the inside skinny I got from. Oh, him. is it? Is Evidently, it? he found Ed Sheeran did an acoustic <laughs> jam cover. Okay, and it it gave it gave Tanner like that's what I'm looking for. Mm. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but that was fun. That was really fun. Yeah, not uh, not every day I hear Tanner singing Britney Spears. Hit me, baby, one more time <laughs> in the church auditorium. Is, I mean uh, that's and that's a throwback too for a lot of. I mean that's like that's yeah. like ninety nine. Is I think it's before that. Is it? Yeah, I think so. Maybe maybe it's ninety nine. I don't know. Yeah, it's definitely nineties. I'm, I'm gonna that, look it up while you're. It takes talking. me back to like MTV and TRL Total Request Live with <laughs> with Carson Daly. <laughs> yes. <and laughs> that's right. Oh gosh, that's a nightmare. How'd you feel about the first weekend? Man, it was good. You know, as you said, like it's it's always fun to um, it's fun to change up the room anyway, and then and then to to do something that's totally off the wall. And um, you know, it was it was one of the things that I was hoping we could pull off was uh, you know we, we we did half of it last week and finished everything up this week, building it all. And so I didn't really want to put the carpet out. I wanted to save that so it would be a you know hopefully a wow factor of of this weekend that we didn't have last weekend and. Um, maybe you can, maybe, maybe people imagined that it was coming or whatever, but just to not put it out and then have it, have it ready this weekend is, was fun. And so to get that all rolled out and literally roll out the red carpet and, and then have, have places to, to do that. And it's fun, you know, like, like being the host, we talked for probably entirely too long, but, um, somebody asked me, Oh, did you see this thing happen in the cafe or these people? And I was like, not really. <laughs> not, 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 not really. really. It's kind of focused, but, um, but just to see, you know, that there's everybody's jumping on the concessions bandwagon and and taking pictures and, um, you know, I mean, there's there's people that obviously brought family with them that I'm not sure normally do that, and um, you know, family stop and take pictures together, and that's always fun. You know, we like to do that for Mother's Day or or other. Uh, you know, Christmas or whatever and Easter, but, but to have another time when everybody's getting their family together and taking pictures together and posting yeah. it and all that kind of stuff. It's fun. It's yeah. fun. So, so yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I really, I really liked the movie. I thought it came together well. And, um, uh, I think, I think my favorite part of all of it is to, um, to stand in the back of the room during the movie and, 
and experience the, uh, the people like responding to it and 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 reacting to the things that are in the movies and um, I always think that's fun and mm. uh, it's a, it's a different way to ex- I think it's a way it's a it's a uh, a culmination of the effort and work that you that we've put into you know for the last several months getting ready for this to say you know to, to watch people enjoy the movie and then be and and, and laugh at it and and, right. and just engage with it. Um, you know, it's, it's almost validation, if you will, yeah. for, okay, yeah, cool. Yeah. We did, we did a lot of work and it came together and it yeah. worked out well. So, so yeah, I thought it was a good weekend. You know, always hard not to make too much of that. Um, both for obvious, you know, humble reasons, uh, want to be humble <laughs> reasons. Um, but at the same time, man, I, it's, people just don't realize how much work that, that is required. You know, um, somebody asked me, man, were the, were the weeks leading up to that really tough? I'm like, uh, you mean months? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I mean, in fact, uh, we didn't start this year. Right. Correct, correct me if I'm wrong. Till February, I believe. Something like that. Um, and I know the last time we did it three years ago, and and did it really well. We started in October. Yeah. Um, now, yeah. granted, we were I think just trying to be that more, much more diligent and spacing things out. But there's a lot of creative work that goes into putting all that together. Um, so, to that end. Fun first weekend to yeah. see a lot of things that are in your head uh, come into fruition, and a lot of joy, a lot of a lot of laughter, a lot of smiles. Um, definitely saw a bunch of people hadn't seen at Colonial in a while. Mm. Um, met a few new folks that had never been to Colonial. Um, all that is really fun. Yeah, really fun. Yeah, my kids, my kids had fun too. My my three girls all got. Uh, um, recruited into the concessions team uh, <laughs> and and usually they are not old enough for that because uh, my oldest my oldest does the works at the the coffee bar in the in the cafe on a, on a regular basis but um, but my other my other two are you know 10 and 9 and 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 really excited about they were like oh it was so great and one of them was like she waved at me i think every time she saw me and i was like babe i love you and hi but I still have things to do. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> but they had fun, and and you're right. I mean, just just having having people come back that haven't been here in a while, and um, and uh, yeah, I thought it was I thought it was a great weekend. I thought it was Ooh. a lot of fun. Sweet, sweet. So, at the movies, um, we started off with this movie, The Mitchells versus the Machines, and um, there there is so much to this movie, and and that was one of the difficult things, specifically with this movie of editing was because there was so much of this movie and and as always it's difficult because we always want to show more it's like ah oh, but if right. we could show if this people scene, could see right. the cutting room floor they would probably <laughs> freak out you know it's very bloody it's, it's very bloody it's like it's like the mom it's like what's her name the mom in the in uh, the mitchell's <laughs> linda mitchell linda mitchell who just uh it got bloody um mom's scary now in all to put it this way Every movie, you know, is somewhere between hour and a half and two and a half hours. And the thing about this movie, to me, I, and I know you listen to books a lot, uh, audio versions, and you listen to them at a higher speed. Mm-hmm. To me, this movie is a, a, a faster pace. Yeah. Like, the jokes are quicker. The, the It's very action-oriented. Mm-hmm. Because it's animated, it can feel like things are just flashing and moving and so if it is a two-hour movie, to me, they put three hours of content in it. <laughs> and so to your point, that's, real, that's what makes it really tough yeah. to, okay, we're going to show 
a total of 37 minutes right. of this film and hope to do it the story justice. Absolutely. And and then the whole thing being told from, you know, her perspective and yes. so it has transitions and cutaways and stuff like that. that and jokes that, that play on other jokes. Yeah. That is tough because if you don't tell the exactly. first the first joke, you can't tell any of the other ones. Well, that that are, one doesn't make sense yeah. now. Yeah, so that was that was that was fun. And 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 to um, I was talking to Kali, and she she was laughing. She's like, you know, the first section of watching the show of 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 our me- our message um, is is all about the family, and um, and she's going off to college, and she and dad are fighting, and 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 now they're gonna go on a road trip. And then you come on and you talk to us, and then all of a sudden there's a there's a all robot of, apocalypse. All of a sudden, everybody's in. <laughs> she was like, every human on the planet has been in prison. Has already. <laughs> she was like, it's so funny because it was like, yeah, it was like this one story, and then Lauren comes on, and all of a sudden we had this completely different story that now there's this robot thing going on. So it was it's just funny, but it's like you have to jump through stuff and and hustle along, but um, but Can, yeah. Can I give one one uh, personal enjoyment for the Jones family? Is we have two pugs. <laughs> uh, one of them who looks, who, one of them is black. Uh, he's our older pug, Walter, and um, and then our fawn, our gray and black look uh, pug, is Winston. What what was what was the word you fawn fawn? What do you? I don't F A W N. That's the name of the color. It's like a, oh, it's a color. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I just thought it was a, like a female deer <laughs> well that's when you say it like that that makes sense it does make sense but okay. for some reason you you look up the colors of look for up the colors of, of boxers and there's a there's this a one and there's a fawn one yeah i don't know why i don't okay. know why okay but you're Sorry. miss you're missing no, i totally missed the point because <laughs> i was distracted by i was totally distracted by that I but didn't, uh what's know. what's the monchi 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 is the the fawn pug the okay. gray pug in the that movie. means gray okay and it just looks just like our our Winston, yeah, and so I just enjoyed it ten times more. That that <laughs> that's that's why I'm teaching. I'm like, and of course the pug, the pug, yeah. you know, of course. And there may be a time that we have to eat the dog. That is the best. <laughs> you love the dog. We love him. Everybody loves the dog. But there may be a time where we have to eat the dog. That's <laughs> <laughs> just so good. It's so uh, funny. And and to be in our auditorium when. The phone, you know, pal, the evil phone uh-huh. is being dropped. Uh, Emma Thompson, by the way, I don't know if anybody know, recognized okay, yeah. her, but she's falling, and they're like, "Catch it, Monchi!" <laughs> and the eyes move He's in, trying to focus. and you could feel the tension in our <laughs> colonial auditorium, and, and they're like, "It's like they're ready to cheer," yeah. you know, and then it bounces off his face, and they're just dying. God, it was funny. It's like you know the the hope of that, and we were talking about this. But the hope in this this kind of movie that is so quick is like that people catch the jokes because yeah. <laughs> because they're funny, and the more we go, you know, I've I've watched this a whole bunch of times now, getting ready for it and cutting through the movie and editing yeah. and all these kinds of stuff. But but just to to hear the people just giggling and yeah. you know like laugh out loud laughing and. Um, I mean, people watching in the cafe that are just totally engaged and cracking <laughs> up, and it's just you know that's that's like okay, cool, cool. They got it. they got it. That's good. Well, I thought it was a great way to start. I'm excited about the next four very different kinds of movies. Mm-hmm. Um, you said this yesterday. Uh, you know this this next couple of weeks are not nearly the the family friendly, kid focused in some at least in some ways kind of movies. Yeah. Um, so 
we'll still have it edited, you know, for families that are really concerned about, um, as far as, as, as far as I think it through in the moment, we don't have anything, you know, just super adult level inappropriate, but, um, no, the kids no, are going to have yeah. a much better experience, uh, over in 242. Yeah. With our I mean, kids program. Yeah. My kids were asking me about the, the movie that's coming up. They overheard a conversation between someone that, that, that spoiled it and what? told them what I know. I was like, really? Um, and so they were like, well, tell me about the movie. And I was like explaining what the movie was all about. And I was like, I'm, I'm boring them <laughs> already. Just telling them that this is just a, it's a, a, it's a, a, it's a scenario in, it's a story that happens to adults, right? It's not, kids don't care. Yep. <laughs> so it's like, eh, you don't, you don't care. It's fine. Whatever. But so, uh, okay. So Mitchell's versus machines, right? So this is. Um, you know, we told the story of, of, um, uh, of Rick dad and Katie daughter, um, struggling to, uh, to, to, to see each other as, um, <laughs> I don't know, relevant, not necessarily, but, but getting along and, um, he doesn't understand me and she doesn't understand that I'm trying and, um, she doesn't understand where she's, what, you know, the, 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 the difficulties of life and all that kind of stuff. And, um, and then there's also the story of uh, the technology that they're tied to that ultimately is, um, you know, <laughs> taking over their world and and uh, and destroying everything. So whether or not that was an intended social commentary or not, it's you know it's hard to it's hard to miss out when you watch the full movie. And right, right. Because the whole thing was built on you know there's so much of this uh, iPhone, if you will, um, that you've you've poured everything into and then you just toss it away for the next big thing and uh you know we showed the part with um with the family rick comes home and they're all sitting around the dinner table and he's like all right for the next 10 seconds of unobstructed family eye contact (laughs) so put your phones down and they're all like "Uh," like trying to look at it tilted down like how long can i keep looking at it? okay fine you know no aaron you can you can blink (laughs) (laughs) But that uh, is real. That is home. That uh, let's let's dwell on that for yeah, a minute. Yeah, yeah. That like that is my house. That is your house. I trust. I right. mean, it. If I look up from my phone, um, I'll put it that way. Start uh-huh. with me, and then look around the room to see. Okay, who's who's actually on their phone and who's not? It's not an uncommon thing to look around and see everybody's looking at a screen. Right. You know, and right. I actually I actually think we do a good job. Like I actually think we have screen time limits <laughs> and hard conversations about it mm-hmm. and no phones at the dinner table. And I would like to think we're one of the successful families navigating this. Yeah. And yet I am very open to the possibility that, okay, so what? So you're on this end of the curve. It's still really unhealthy, you know. I'm very open to that possibility. I really am, um, because I think it's our. I mean, my kids have Chromebooks for school, right? And phones that they're quote not allowed to have at school, and you know, <laughs> tons of kids are walking around. You know, I'm getting a text in the middle of the day from one of my kids going, "What are you What are you doing with your phone?" Yeah. Oh well, you know, we're just working on such as everybody's got their phones out. They don't. They don't really. They don't yeah, really they're not enforced it. by some teachers enforce them, other teachers don't. It's just it's constant. Yeah. Um I don't even, don't get me started on TikTok or Snapchat or right. you know, it's just it's crazy. How are you doing as a parent navigating that? How are you in Kara K? And granted, your oldest is twelve. Right. So I know it's 
on one hand, it's, it's a new challenge. It's on the newer end, but at the same time, it's been a challenge for all the parents, you know, for a while. So I know it's on your brain. Yeah. You know, um, I don't, I wonder what my wife would say. Um, when, when we had little ones, you know, we were, we were more concerned about what they were watching, not how much they were watching. Um, which I think is a valid. And, and I'm, and I'm, and I'm thinking back, I'm I'm thinking back and, and that may be, you know, that may be just, you know, how I remember it or whatever. But, um, like I I remember our, our, you know, when Jesse was, when Jesse was just a baby, like I remember we would, she loved the TV. Like she, you know, that was something that she was entertained by. And, um, you know, she learned songs and all of that. And so she loved veggie tales. And so we would, we, she would watch veggie tales. And so for me, I was like, yeah, that's a, you know, it's, it's teaching her the Bible. It's teaching her good, um, you know, good morals and those kinds of things. And she's learning fun songs and she's singing them along. And, and, um, you know, so we, we, we paid a whole lot more attention to, I think what it was they were watching. You know, there was always the Disney movies and that kind of stuff. And she loved the Disney princesses and, um, you know, having three straight girls, that was our life was whatever the next Disney movie is, whatever the D- next Disney princess movie is. And, um, and, and so it's like, you know, I think we realized over the last, you know, few years that it's like, okay, well, maybe, maybe we didn't do enough to, to separate them from, okay, this is not what you just do all the time. Like, mm. you know, and, and not that that's the only thing that she ever did, but it was just like, that was an easy go-to. And so even, even if being newer, uh, as my kids are younger than yours, that it's still just as difficult because that's the way, you know, like everybody, everybody always, you know, as you get older, you're always talking about, well, when I was a kid, but when I was a kid, um, and when you were a kid, you know, you had TV, but we didn't have anything else. You know, so I, I, we, we grew up having to go outside and make up games and Mm. build stuff and break stuff and ride our bikes. And now the kids think that they, you know, my kids, like they ride their bikes to somebody's house. Like it's a, it's a, it's a one way. It's like, I'm going from point A to point B, you know, not a, let's go ride ride your bikes. Like we would just go ride our bikes around the neighborhood and, Mm. um, you know, and we'd play sports and we'd make, make up games and, and, uh, and whatever. And so those things, like I see my kids more often arguing about like, um, well, or or not arguing, but, but like, like coming to me and be like, we don't know what to do. We're bored. I'm like, go play a game, go outside, go ride your bike, whatever. And and it's like those things are not always registering in their heads as, oh, that's something we can go do mm. because they're thinking, we just want to be lazy and watch a show. Yeah. And then you can throw in everything else to it that's like, it's summertime, it's literally scorching hot outside, you know? So it's like, oh, go ride your bikes. It's only 109, <laughs> you know? Oh, it's going to be 111 in, in the next, you know, 10 minutes. Uh, it hasn't rained in forever, but go ride your bikes. Um you know, you throw that it's, it's summer, uh, when, when everything is exhausting for the parents, you know, that's the easy thing. It's like, I don't have to entertain you, you know? Yeah. And, and so it becomes this easy fallback, even when we're saying, okay, no, we've, we've put limits on it. And, and, uh, I think we talked about this in, in the past over the last couple of months, you know, when we've talked about screen time and that kind of thing, like we have that set up for our kids and, but, they only they basically treat it as their understanding of screen time is that um, I've got to the end and now I have to go ask you for more, 
Not that <laughs> the point of screen time is to say you've spent enough time on your phone or your device That's or whatever. That's actually right now. on. I have that same experience. You know, it's not like, okay, and, and I've had this conversation repeatedly. I'm like, okay, we got to the end. That means that you've had all the screen time you need for today to help you develop. Your brain needs a break from this and to not look at this stuff. And it doesn't mean you need to come beg me for more time because, well, but I just started this episode and let me finish it. Or, well, I only have 15 more minutes. Well, I just, I didn't get to the world today or, you know, it's whatever it is. It's always something. <laughs> and so it's like, it's like we treat screen time as just this annoyance of, well, now I have to come and get more time from you rather than the understanding of the point of screen time is like, this is the unhealthy point. And beyond this yeah. is, is the danger zone, if you will. Well, and that's, I mean, it speaks to the just toughness. They just don't understand. They're just at that, depending on their age, but younger kids are not supposed to go, oh, this is where it gets dangerous. Right, oh, right, exactly. yeah. No, it's just, I want to ask for more. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I uh, on, a, on a quick side note, I like, uh, I have an Apple Watch, which I'm, I'm not sure anybody needs a smartwatch. But the one of the, one of the things I have found just in this this most recent season of trying to, navigate being a parent and getting everybody off their phones and is like for example yesterday after church we went home had lunch and then drove to my sisters and my parents community a couple hours east of us uh, just to see some family and, and we were back by nine so it was just a quick six seven hour mm. you know turnaround trip but we just asked everybody to leave their phones at home <laughs> and one, it went better than I thought. Okay. I thought we'd have a mass, massive, you know, <laughs> uprising. This hurts me more than it hurts you. But part of what made it work is I left my phone. Yeah. Because I've got my watch. So, like, we go to the beach. There's a little lake beach near there. It's one of those small man-made lakes and okay. nice little beach. And and I'm not the hypocrite, you know, parent, um, which kids just don't understand. Well, how come you yeah. have your phone, you know? Right. So as as weird as that sounds, I I kind of like having my my smartwatch that I'm like, well, you know what? If somebody has to reach me, or if I have to make a phone call, or um, if I have to respond to a text or something, I've got my, mm -hmm. my my watch with me. But man, you would think taking those phones away. We we came home like around nine o'clock last night, and one of my kids had an invitation from a friend to do something today, but it was several hours old. And they had repeatedly said, why are you not answering me? You're not me? answering me. You know, or do you want to do this tomorrow? And she was not happy with mom and dad because yeah. she missed a social <laughs> invitation, uh -huh. you know, um, which you and I know is like, well, it's not that big a deal. But I don't think it gets any bigger than social stuff at in middle school. Right. You know? It's all about friendship. and Sure. Hey, real quick. First of all, you're right. Uh, Britney Spears' single came out in 99. Nice. Secondly, I was wrong. It wasn't Emma Thompson that played Powell. It was Olivia Coleman, different okay. actress. Um, I just want to clear that up for all of you that have been twitching <laughs> since you. I said that. Thank you for that. Yeah. But, man, um, I, I want to shift gears. What what do you – your oldest is 12, but you've got three girls and a boy. Um, you know, the, the, the focus of the, the – the video, the video, the message of the the movie was, uh, in so many ways, obviously was Rick and Katie, the father and the teenage daughter who's going off to college, mm -hmm. and just man, maybe it's hitting me, especially where I am. My oldest 
just went off to college a year ago, so one year older than Katie in the film. I've got another one that's two years away from being right where Katie was in the film, and then I got a couple more after that. But just this weird um, journey we're on as parents. Yeah. That I'll, I'll I'll paint this picture. Right out of the womb, it's all about safety. Mm-hmm. There's no discipline. <laughs> there's no correction. There's no. Um, there's definitely affection, but but it's really safety. It's I want to make sure they don't hit their head. I want to make sure they have the food they need. I want to make sure they're clean now that they messed up again. You know. Yeah. It's all about physical safety. Um, and maybe emotional attachment, but then you just, you move all the way to, okay, your kid is 35 years old, you know, and you're 60. Um, what does parenting look like then? Well, it's almost zero about safety. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, they, yeah. they have their own house, they have their own apartment, they have their own decision-making. What does that parenting look like? And obviously this film catches it right where Katie's about to leave the home and um, just that, like that line from, you said mom's name was Linda, from Linda Mitchell saying, honey, if, if she leaves this house and never comes back, that's going to be something I don't think we can fix, mm. you know. But it speaks to the difficulty of navigating how much is the right amount of love and then where's that fine line between smothering and how much is the right amount of, <laughs> of correction and um, admonishment and how much of that is unsolicited advice, <laughs> unwanted, yeah, yeah, yeah. unwanted, you know, parenting. And so um, what, what are your thoughts? I know it's ahead of you, but, but what are your thoughts as a parent watching that kind of unfold on the screen and your thoughts of your relationships with, with Jesse and Zoe and, you know, just, What's that look like? You know, uh, for one, it's it's. Uh, I think um, I think it was Mark Whitley said something to me um, because because all three of my girls were helping in the cafe, and he was like, "Oh, they're so great," and that's always good to hear as a parent. You know, sure. that your kids were not <laughs> they were in a complete wreck while you were gone, and um, but you know, he said, you know, it's it's interesting. They're all so different, and and so it's it's like the ways that they all need me. Is different, yeah. You know, and then over time that changes as well. Yeah. You know, like right now, Jesse doesn't need me, as or she at least thinks she doesn't need me very much. You know, she's she's off with her friends. She wants to do girlier things, and she wants mom to take her because mom shops better and picks out things better, and she can match clothes because she's not colorblind, and um, <laughs> <laughs> you know all those things. And then she gets home and she goes into a room. You know, and I'm probably getting onto her more often than doing fun stuff with her, you know? Right. And it's like, hey, get off your phone. Hey, come out here and do stuff with us. Hey, let's go, whatever. Um, you know, and then and then on down. But I think it, it makes me think about, just just that conversation in general makes me think about the um, the different phases. And, and one of the things that I've really liked about uh, how um, our kids director, um, Lori, has... Uh, how Lori is, has helped some of our parents understand the phases of life as yes. our kids are getting older, right? Like I loved that stuff, and and um, and and if you get around it a whole lot, like it's like okay, yeah, it's, it's just a phase, and okay, my kid's going through a phase, whatever. But but the, they have like um, different age, like like almost. Every, I think it's I think it's this, this set of of cards that she has um, that for every year. And then, and then into the grades, 
um, what this kid is really saying, you know, what they're going through. And sure, your kid may be a little bit more mature, a little bit less mature as they're going through them or whatever. But, you know, it's like when they're saying this, what they're really saying is, uh, you know, who am I? You know, and they're trying to figure out who they are, and then they and then they come in and they say, "Okay, what does that mean in the world, and mm. what what do I offer to the world?" And so to to read those has been really cool. And um, if you uh, if if anybody is is curious, you can go into two forty two and upstairs um, where our kids where our kids go um, in the kids building upstairs. Uh, at, right at the top of the stairs is a really big banner that uh, is this is this whole timeline of um, of your kids life at home, right? From the time they're born to the time they leave you and, and the questions that they're asking and the things that they're interested in and the, the, you know, things for you to be, to pay attention to. And, and so it's, it's, it's been interesting to learn some of that stuff and start to try to think through, okay, when my kid is freaking out, what is she actually freaking out about? You know, is she freaking out because she feels unsafe? Is she freaking out because she feels left out and is now asking, you know, how do I fit into this? And um, and I think for us, it's been uh, I'll speak for myself. Um, not, I won't speak for my for for us, me, for me, huh, when it's it's easy to look at at my son who is adopted and say, okay, I know the things that he's going to be asking, or at least some of the things. I know he's going to be asking, like, how do I fit into this when I don't even look the same? You know, I don't come from the same place. And how does this, how do, you know, those questions make sense to me. And then, but then for, you know, one of my other girls to be asking the same kind of thing, it's like, okay, it, it, it makes you stop and think, like, oh, okay, that's not a weird question. She's just asking, she's trying to figure out how she fits in. She's trying to figure out how... Um, you know, how is she uh, special and different mm. and, and not just one of the kids? Or um, maybe she doesn't do something that's as special as someone else and is not as good at something as someone else. But, um, you know, and then it's real easy to get into, oh, no, you're all, you're all special in your own ways. And that's an easy, you know, it's an easy thing to say to them, but it also, I don't think it really... Uh, sometimes at least doesn't help them understand how they are special and how we love them. And it's still different and it's okay that I don't, you know, that maybe this one's a physical touch person. The other one's not. Mm. Um, so I, I don't know. That's a whole lot of rambling to say, I don't know. It's, it's, um, they're all different and it's all difficult and I'm not at all ready to think about them leaving for college and, <laughs> and potentially not coming home and, even even dreaming about or having a nightmare about a scenario where they're not interested anymore. So, uh, yeah. Well, you hit on a couple things worth worth uh, just redundantly raising up for all of us. Um, one is we've got some resources here at the church that any of you parents out there, any of you people thinking about parenting, yeah, um, it's not too, it's not too soon either. But I think I think it's worth our time reaching out to Lori Thomas, L Thomas at colonialchurch.com. She mm-hmm. gladly, that's, this is why she gets out of bed in the morning. Yeah. Her job here is to resource parents and, and then to even step into two forty two to go upstairs, to look at that. It's, it's a very, I think big picture strategy, uh, way of looking at our kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's from an organization called orange that does some phenomenal work, um, for churches, She's got some different books uh, that that are for every phase. Yeah, 
that our kids go through. So to one of your points is all of our kids are different. Even your four are different from each other. My four are different from each other. That's a that's probably one of the biggest challenges of parenting is how to how to uniquely parent each kid differently. Right. But there are also some things that okay, everybody who's eleven or twelve is going through this stage of physiological development. These are the primary needs they have at that age, mm-hmm. based on science, based on research. Um, these are the the best ways we can meet those needs, and that's all available to us through Lori and the kids ministry here. There's some great materials. Um, justaphase.com. I've, I've making sure I was speaking correctly. If you want to just jump to that on your own, any of our listeners, justaphase.com, just a phase, all one word is where we're talking about some of that material coming from, but also Lori has some of that on hand here, um, on site. Um, you know what, uh, it also brings to mind if I can shift gears is thinking about our kids that are on the cusp of leaving home, thinking about, um, even for people like you that, okay, God willing, that's way down the road. Well, it's going to be here before you know it. And it's worth, it's worth thinking ahead. Um, and even for some of our parents, our parents who are empty nesters who think, well, my time parenting is largely done. Um, actually, um, you guys that are, I'm thinking of, you probably know better than me that you, you're, you're, you're realizing more and more your job's never done. Mm. <laughs> Um, but I will. I want to give one more resource that was uh, provided to me a couple years ago. Um, John Martin's one of our group leaders here at Colonial, and he's got several friends in their group that they lead, um, and uh, they've got a, a book they went through as a group called "Doing Life with Your Adult Children," and the subtitle. I love the subtitle: "Keep Your Mouth Shut and the Welcome Mat Out," <laughs> <laughs> and that might reveal a little bit of where this author is going to go with it. Um, but I think it starts for people like me, people like Rick Mitchell in our story that are starting to let go. Um, my understanding of parenting teenagers, for example, it's not a sudden letting go and kicking out the door. It's a, it's a gradual, if we're not preparing them at 10, 12, 14 for what's coming slowly, then it's going to be, you know, that quote unquote adulting experience mm-hmm. is going to be traumatic. Um, and so there's this gradual letting go that we're doing, this gradual individuating that our kids are doing. Um, some great stuff in here. I wanted to highlight one chapter of the book that I've read a couple times. Um, it's got several key principles. I think there's eight key principles that this author brings to the table. Um, that looks like nine. Um, all the way to grandparenting. But uh, one of them is... Uh, about unsolicited advice as a parent. Hmm. Uh, and his principle states unsolicited advice is usually taken as criticism. Uh, unfortunately, that's just hmm. how it is. I'm experiencing that even with my 18, 19 year old. Um, one of the authors he quotes about understanding uh, kids that are off on their own, he says, when it comes to giving advice, author Jane Ursay writes, don't give it. They don't like it, they don't <laughs> want it, they resent it. <laughs> <laughs> is that a hard word for Ouch. some of us need to hear, you know, um, to start to giving more and more respect to our kids as they uh, step off on their own, to step away from parenting and to become more of a mentor and a coach. She talks about that. Um, oh, this is one of my favorite quotes of the book. I highlighted it. 
the author says he has a sign in his office that says every child needs at least one significant adult who is irrationally positive about them. And I think that has shaped my understanding, if I can make it personal. I think the more my kids step out of my sphere of influence as a parent and the more they step into their own lives, I think my role is almost entirely singular cheerleader. Hmm. Um, that's I, I'm open to learning, uh, especially from you parents out there that are ahead of me. Please don't hold back. Um, I'm looking forward to, to learning some lessons, some of them even the hard way. But I think as I envision my kids becoming 25 and 35 and 45, I think I think the main thing they need from me is affection and encouragement. And no matter what they do, I, I love you and I'm here for you instead of, and, and I'm, I'm flipping it at 52. That that's, if I can be that honest, that's what I want from my parents. I don't want, I don't want advice. I want to be able to ask for it. Yeah. I love calling my dad going, Hey, can you help me figure this out? I don't right. know how to do it. Yeah, and, yeah. it and my dad lights up. I notice very visibly. He mm-hmm. just lights up. Cause I asked him what he thinks about something, but maybe completely hypocritically, I, I don't want the unsolicited advice. I don't want correction. Not at 52. I want, you're awesome. Yeah. You know? Um, and so, that boy, isn't that tough? Because when they're 12, they need a lot of you're awesome and I'm here for you. And they, they have to have the, don't and, do that. And they have no idea what they're you, doing. You, if you do that, that's going to hurt. Don't do that. Right. Um, they need consequences. They need boundaries yeah. that I, I'd like to think I don't need at 52, you know? <laughs> um, but man, parenting, parenting stuff. I, I really enjoyed that about the film is it was such a weird, zany, fun movie. I mean, stinking robot apocalypse. Are you kidding me? <laughs> and yet it really, it really hit me in the feels when it came to just family relationships and even just watching Katie, the teenage daughter, and her friendship with Aaron, the child, you know, dinosaur nerd, mm-hmm. um, nothing in common. And he just wanted to spend a little more time with her, mm-hmm. you know, and and she even recognized toward the end of the film, you know, man, this is this is a this is a friend. I a lot of my other she didn't say this, but what I heard her say is all my other friends are gonna come and go. Mm-hmm. That's my brother. We're going to be friends our whole lives. I probably should appreciate that more than I do. That's what I want for my kids. Yeah. You know, you can't make them be best friends with each other, right. but you sure can hope that it's as all that it could be. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I certainly have seen a ton of friends come and go, especially just moving around and time with different people. And my brother and my sister, I've, I've known forever. Right. And, uh, whew. Yeah, you know, and, and we get we get to all this parenting conversation with with the technology, and that's kind of the road we went down. But you know, one of the other things that 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 um, not necessarily in the movie, but um, as we talk about the phases and all that stuff, is like being prepared for them to leave. It's not like a hey, you're leaving tomorrow, so here's some conversations we need to have. You know, it's the you need to be prepared for these conversations, as you said, like like working towards them being. Um, you know, them leaving and having conversations about not just technology, but friends and right. sex and 
uh, and, and finances and, you know, so many things that it's like, I need you to learn these things because I need you to be able to stand on your own. I want you to be able to stand on your own two feet yeah, and come to me when you need help, but right. not be so reliant on me when you've left mm-hmm. that, that it's, uh, it's a little ridiculous, but, um, yeah. So, okay. Let's talk about. Next week, what are you? We're looking at at the movies week two. Um, what are you um, vaguely excited about with uh, our movie for week two? Well, um, it's got uh, wow. What can we say without giving things away? <laughs> it's got an A list cast. Yeah, can we say that? Okay, can we say that? Sure. Uh, I would I would wager that if we gave everybody 20 guesses each that none of them would guess it Hmm. do you think that's accurate Um, why why would it be in anybody's first 20 guesses yeah no it probably it probably wouldn't so it's a little bit unexpected Mm -hmm. um as opposed to a couple other movies we're going to do that um you know i've heard people guessing and i'm like ooh, they hit one of them you know (laughs) but this is not gonna be that one that was not far off it's got an a-list cast it's uh how much can I say it's based on a true story? Well, it doesn't matter now. You already did. But but it may not be. Can I say that? <laughs> but, but it may not be. <laughs> it's based on a false story. It's based on a true story. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I'm I'm excited about it. Okay. I, yeah. That's fine. I That's don't know what else can... to say when we can't. I know. I can't. You can't give it away. So don't don't mess that up. It is part of the fun. I think there's something. Um, I mean, you run the risk of. Uh, you know, the credits come out on, you know, the, the, the title comes out on the big screen or the first scene and, and you run the risk of people going, Oh, done. <laughs> but you know what? Can I, can I digress for a minute? I, I grew up going to church. I grew up involved as a teenager, for example, as a, as a kid and as a teenager in, in different ministry programming, went to camps, uh, went on mission trips and, it was not until I went on staff with Young Life in my 20s that I experienced the real art of surprise when it comes to things like this. Hmm. So like when I went to my first Young Life camp up in Colorado and we're at this stinking resort camp in the middle of, of the mountains, it's just beautiful. And there's no schedule. Like when the kids say, hey, what time are we eating? All the leaders are trained to say, I'm not sure. Okay. Or I don't know. What time do you want to eat? Yeah, well, they don't get to pick either. But <laughs> <laughs> Or like, what are we doing tomorrow? It's a surprise. You'll find out. Okay. What do we do? Okay, but what do we, okay, but after dinner, what's tonight? What are we doing tonight? You'll see. Yeah. Which drives everybody crazy. The downside of it is it's this constant like Eh, nagging, you know, but the upside is it's constant surprise. Mm. And what I found out, by the way, is like um, one of the things we did on Young Life camps, and I'm, I don't even think they still do this regularly, but but they might. One of the things we did on Young Life camps is we had a huge square dance, and so um, we've got like 400 kids at a camp doing this huge with an actual collar and. Uh, of course, every teenager is like wants to meet somebody from you know the opposite sex, and you know maybe dance a little bit, and so it's that <laughs> part of it's appealing. But if you told four hundred high school kids, "Hey, tomorrow night we're having mm-hmm. a square dance," 
a ton of them would adopt terrible attitudes right. or suddenly get sick. I don't feel good. Or, um, or even like you can't find them, <laughs> you know? <laughs> they disappear. But what was cool is we would be all in this big room and music would be going and we just finished one thing. And then they would funnel all the guys out that door and they'd funnel all the girls out that door and they would weave them around these buildings to where they come around the corner and you literally grab a guy's hand and a girl's hand and put it together and they're thrust out into this open space and they're like, what just happened? Mm. And they have a partner and the, the, the dancing is happening and instantly they're moving and there's no thinking about it. <laughs> and you ask the kids at the end of the week, what was your favorite thing? And a ton of them go, oh, the square dance. Or a ton of them even admit, oh, I never have done that in my life and I thought that would be awful. And that was so fun. And so I digress to say there's something about like if we told everybody, if we told everybody that the movie was Mitchell versus Machines, I think we'd have a ton of people who were there this weekend, no show, mm-hmm. because they'd never heard of it, or it's a cartoon, or oh, I think I saw that. My, I had it, you know had it on. I was in the kitchen. My kids were watching it. Really, mm-hmm. that's the movie. Yeah, and and yet you and I know this thing is awesome it's really well done super funny it's got depth to it it's got quick humor um and i've seen it way too many times and i think (laughs) i like it every time a little bit more a little bit more yeah so there's something about surprise i think if we told everybody what the movie was this week right i was gonna say the same thing be like really yeah it's the same thing i'm actually really confident it's gonna be really good yeah you know so um doesn't hurt that you know the reviews on all but one of these movies we're doing is off the charts. So a um, <laughs> little bit of, little bit of confidence there that, okay, we're not the weirdos in the corner thinking these are yeah, good stories, right. you know, no, they were still good. <laughs> no, that's good. Okay. All right. Well, let's wrap it up. We will, we will be back next week with a different movie that we will be diving into and talking about. Um, we hope you guys had a chance to, uh, to watch this week's episode episode. Um, this week's message or, or we're here yesterday. If not, um, you can go to colonialchurch.com slash live and our service from yesterday is playing on repeat uh, every hour and a half. Every hour and a half, it is restarting all week long, um, which is entirely overkill, but it gives you every, uh, every time that you can think of to... Uh, to be able to go and watch it yourself or to invite somebody to go, hey, come check this out. Maybe you can come with me this weekend and, um, you know, go get an idea of, of what it is that, that's going on. So um, so make sure you check that out. We'll post that on Facebook and um, as well and, and, and send that out uh, some at some point through this through this week. But um, don't miss it just because you weren't here yesterday and don't let someone else miss it because they didn't come with you. So there's still the opportunity. Get them involved and get them to watch that. So uh, we'll do it again next week, right? So this is the E6 podcast from Colonial Church. And uh, you can always get more information from Colonial at colonialchurch.com. You can uh, download our app from the App Store, the Google Play Store. We'd love to hear from you. Send us your questions, your feedback, your thoughts. Um, tell us what you thought about the movies. Uh, you can send it to podcast at colonialchurch.com. That's our email. Thank you for listening. We will pick up our conversation next week with week two of At the Movies.